Well, hey there. It's been a little, about a week, I think, a little over a week. And in my own personal life, man, there's been a lot going on. Um, We moved into our new house. We have been working on wrapping up some branding stuff for our business. I've been getting ready to go on maternity leave at work. And all while being in my third trimester. So it's just been a little crazy. And last time I was kind of talking about the struggle of being able to give myself some grace when things do get hectic and still allowing like space for that healing to come in from any type of journey that you're on and knowing that it's okay, you're not alone, you're not the only one who might feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't been doing the things I usually do that make me feel good, and it's okay. And you kind of cycle back into them at a certain point, because your body and the rhythm that it it desires naturally goes back there. I, I truly believe that. And so one thing I know that's helped me And not that everybody is going to have the same experience as I've had, but one thing that has really helped me over the years with maintaining healthy rhythms and good practices. Sorry, I needed a sip of coffee. um, Is really focusing in on the group of people that I surround myself with or stay connected to. This year, in particular, for a lot of people, we're already limited to who we can see or how many people we can see or how often, and I think that in this really beautiful backwards way, that was the universe or God coming in and kind of forcing everybody to clean house a little bit or tidy up their friendship and, you know, support system circles, and it's it's sometimes really hard. There's people that you'll lose along the way that you you weren't really prepared to. Then there's others that you gain and you're just thinking, wow, like this is beautiful. Um, I know every year I kind of join, or gain and lose people, but very intentionally for probably the last three and a half years, I've kept my circle really kind of specific not that they as my friends and family know but I've had to really specifically maneuver different relationships so if you're going through an ego birth or an ego death (laughs) ego birth an ego death and then hoping to be reborn into something new or if you're going through motherhood you're going to do the same thing um and if you're part of your soul is dying, some of those people who contributed to that is going to also pass on with that part of you. And I really encourage people to take a moment and think about these things because you are who you surround yourself with. And I know our moms have said this or a family member, we've heard this, but the truth is you really are. 
And for myself, I, I used to be a really immature, a very over-dramatized, pessimistic, rude person. <laughs> and it was because of my partner years ago. And it what that was not me and a lot of people knew that, but they they just kind of had to embrace whatever was going on. And as I shed that relationship and then went through an ego death there, I was reborn into the person I actually am today. And so even just one person can really do a number on who you are as a person. Um, so don't discredit this part of the, the ego death process because you are going to shed friendships and support systems because you need to have the right ones. You deserve to have the right ones. And sometimes you don't know what this rebirth of you is going to come into. Um, for myself as a soon-to-be mom, I don't know what kind of kid I'm going to have, let alone, I don't really know what kind of parent I'm going to be. I have desires of imitating some of the behaviors I've seen in other parents I've watched over the years, but I also know that my kid might need something different. So I'm just going to show up for it and kind of lean into my resources then but to not embrace new friendships of other mothers or other parents to help me as I go into this new season of life would be so, so sad because having a village, having a support system, having community makes life so much sweeter. We were designed to be this way. Um, truly, I mean we were designed to be in community. If you look back through anthropology and history, um, we were tribes. We were tribe members. And, you know, every village has a group of people who are in charge of different things. And certain areas of the tribe get put on other people's shoulders. And not that we function in the same way, but carnally, it's in our DNA to want to be a part of some type of tribe. Even if you're not a social person or you're an introvert, like you still have this yearning to be a part of a group. And it doesn't have to be a big group. I was always that kid in high school and middle school that had like my good buddies, like my close pals. (laughs) I know that sounds silly. My best friends. But I only had them, and then I was friends kind of with everybody. I liked being social, and I fit in kind of where I needed to fit in. But, like, I knew who my true blue friends were. And I still am that way to this day. Um, I have my close gal friends, and I don't have a big circle of friends that I get together with all the time. I mean, I have a circle of friends that I can get together with, but it's not in the same nature as some female friendships that I've seen in my lifetime, especially as a hairdresser. I mean, salons, like that was a really hard environment for me. 
because I didn't fit in in that dynamic of you work together, you socialize, like your whole lives were together as hairdressers. And when I got done with work, I just wanted to not be around work because naturally it would just kind of creep in like the conversations and the cattiness or whatever. And I just, that was not fulfilling to me. I like to have a break from certain types of hats that you have to wear as a human being. And so that's one thing I've learned about myself and my friendships is like, okay, like I need this because I need a dose of you and I know you need a dose of me and we're still going to be good whether I see you in two months or two days or two years, but I still care for you and you still care for me and we'll show up when it really needs to happen, but there's no pressure and I like friendships like that (laughs) personally. So as you're going through a rebirth into your new self or into motherhood or parenthood, really open up your heart and your mind to new new friendships. Um, I do believe there's divine timing for all of it. Um, I know particularly I've had two friendships that are a little bit... newer one of them is really not because she she and I have known each other since fifth grade but our friendship took like a giant pause for years and just it kind of has come back in but there have been two friendships in particular in the last probably year and a half two years that have slowly been rebuilding into what they are today and they're my new little mom buddies like not because I have a kid yet but because I know I trust them and they see me they respect me they help hold me accountable to the type of person I am and vice versa and if I need something I know I can turn to them and I think that's really really freaking cool so um I've lost a couple friends this year, not because they died. I mean, I call it like a friendship death. Um, One friendship in particular is still really hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, It was a close, close friend for eight years. We worked together. We worked in the same space, and I don't know what happened. Um, I know a lot of things were happening in her personal life. I know a lot of things that were good were happening in my personal life. And I believe sometimes it's hard to see somebody else doing well when you're struggling. And I think that was the root of why... She abandoned our friendship. I mean, literally, she abandoned it. I have no idea. I mean, she she left me. And there wasn't a conversation. There wasn't an explanation as to why. It literally was just poof, gone. And I still see her. She, she still works in the same building that I work in, but just not in the same space that I work out of. And it's odd because I felt, first I was hurt and confused, but then I finally started to feel like 
betrayed and like I was duped because all these years like I genuinely showed up as a friend to her and a friend doesn't do that and I realized like maybe I was not a friend to her maybe I really was just somebody she worked with and she used the idea of a friendship with me to get things you know and I have been manipulated by master manipulators in the past. Um, And so the codependent person in me is very attracted to people who do stuff like this. And so it, it, it hurts because I did not see this one coming. And I, I didn't expect it. And I thought that I had kind of purged all of these really toxic, dangerous people. And I'm not saying that this person in particular was dangerous. But for codependent people, there are certain personality types that are really dangerous for us. And narcissists are one of them. And recognizing that this person has zero empathy, zero remorse, zero emotion to be shown towards me even in a negative way made me recognize like you were working with a narcissist calling her one of your dearest friends for eight years and they're gone now and they 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 duped you and you did not see it and I it was it was a hard thing to process with this year on top of you know COVID-19, going through pregnancy, all the life changes that I'm experiencing as well as many other people. But um, that friendship death for me has been like a slow like process of it, processing of it. I don't talk about it a lot with people because I don't think I've wanted to give that person credit for how deeply hurt I was by their actions and there's really not anything I can do but there was a lot of shame for me because I felt like um I felt like I had a really good grip on like my recovery process from my codependency and past relationships that I've had and I I feel like I usually am pretty good at managing or judging these types of things And I was really embarrassed um, and I was hurt because then it put me in check. But it was honestly probably the best thing to happen Um, about the time that I started to like process really what took place in this relationship and death of a friendship. I was starting to dive into this type of work that I've been sharing with all of you. And so really allowing the loss of the friendship has helped me understand like, yes, this is one of the things that you're going to leave behind. And it's not a matter of feeling the shame behind not picking up on these things or not being able to manage recovering the friendship. It's just a matter of embracing this new season. And there's some mom friends that you had that may not make it into this next chapter of life, or there may be some family members that don't. I have a couple family members um, that, you know, their their presence in my life and my 
child's life and my husband's life probably isn't going to be as prevalent as it once would have been or could have been. Um, so it's, it's a hard thing for all of us to go through losing friendships, but when you clear space out of the body, which we've talked about with feelings, thoughts, emotions, um, you're actually creating space to attract new things. And so I'm not saying we have to purge all of our friends all of the time because you do need your like true blue lifelong friends, but they're for a reason, a season or for life. And just keep that in mind. That's why you have a friend. Welcome in these new people for a season and see if they stick. They just might. See if this family member that you never normally would have been close with now is going to be somebody that you're close with the rest of your life because of whatever rebirth you're coming into out of your ego death. Don't take it for granted. Just stay open-minded and lean into this space. Um... So this part of the death, I think, is kind of cool because it's kind of the old you, you know, and it's getting rid of maybe old memories, old photos, like just really kind of like put, put turning a page, like closing the chapter on that. Because if that person's no longer there, then it's like, oh, well, I get to do this. And there doesn't have to be animosity or angst you can still be cordial or friendly to these other people just they're not a part of your day-to-day life because they don't support what you need or deserve or desire and that's that's a really mature place to be um I keep saying um a lot but I hope that as you are looking for like this new community to support your new journey, even if it's not a physical community, social media, fill your newsfeed up with people who inspire you, who actually do interact on social media with you, that don't just influence and post, you know, I think that that's really important to um, pay attention to, is our communities are so much broader nowadays because of technology and how our world has grown and so it's not just about human connection and this year with COVID it's hard to be connected in person so you have to look for other opportunities and embrace it and really tailor what you need if you are seeing things in your newsfeed that do not serve you get rid of them get rid of that person I did a little social media detox I do a month a year now I did it in August and I sat down throughout that month and I kind of each week thought about things that I wanted to fill up my social media platform with so when I returned I had a little bit more intention behind it and it was great so I wrote down five things that I did not if if the accounts did not do one of these five things they were gone and so then The last two weeks of me being off social media, I technically was on. I wasn't scrolling, but I would log in at night and spend probably 10 or 15 minutes. And I'd go through my following list and I would decide like, 
do you stay or do you go? Do you stay or do you go? And during that time, I'd been listening to podcasts. I'd been connecting with people and I had written down people that I wanted to follow. And so then I added those people into my feed and I have this beautiful little thread now and it's been wonderful. I think I'll probably do this exercise, not necessarily like the month off, but I'll probably do this exercise in particular two or three times a year. And because you're going to shift always. So it's like, if you're going through this, then you need to do this. If you're not doing this, you need to find somebody who's going to encourage you to, if that's important to you, or you need to understand what you're filling that space with going forward. Um, so take some time, you know, embrace the abundance of good things coming because with an ego death or a friendship death comes this rebirth, new friendships, new community, and a new sense of self. And there's nothing better than getting fired up a little bit with a new friend. Like it just feels so good. Or if you're really into somebody on social media and you can't get enough of their content, like that feels good. And that's, that's what you should be pursuing in your rebirth of self. And you deserve that because those things will make you feel more. It'll give you more to share with others. And who knows what else it'll bring into your life. But I love you. And I hope that this was helpful and encouraging. And... I will see you guys on the other side of this week.